Welcome back um, to Palo Talk. We're still talking about the 2019 presidential election. Right. Before the break, we were talking about how INEC has conducted the election. So I'll just come straight to you, um, Derek. What do you think of the voter uh, turnout in this election? Um, is that really a testament of the will and resolve of Nigerians for this election? Um, because I was looking at, um, before the election, I was looking at places like Lagos State, where they had about five, over five million uh, PVCs collected before the election. And at the right. end of the day, the votes counted, or, well, less than 600,000, if I'm right. Or, or, or no, around six, about... uh, Yeah. Uh, what did you say, Yemi? About a million. Five. Five something, four oh. something. So let's just say a million. Yeah, yeah, let's say, yeah, about a million, yeah. I stand to be corrected. About a million, because I know a PDP are around, around 400 and something thousand, and ABC had around 500 and something thousand, yeah, about a million. So even at that, a million to five million, it's there's a lot of gaps there, and that seems to be widespread. That seems to be all over uh, Nigeria. So the voter turnout, so what do you think of it? Um, the voter turnout was... In my opinion, it was terrible. But if you want to compare the numbers we had in 2015 and the numbers we had this year, you see there's a difference. And one would expect that that figure was going to go higher mm -hmm. in 2019 because we had a lot of voter education going on yes yeah, sensitization, sensitization yeah. going on got involved yeah you had a lot more people getting involved you see the number of that that shows you the, the indication is the number of pvcs collected yeah. nationwide but with the figures we saw it's not a surprise because the postponement of the election i would say to a very large extent affected people. affected the figures we see today because it discouraged people and not to forget that persons who probably took their card in um, Lagos or Port Harcourt or in Anambra or wherever yeah. had already traveled for the initial dates. You don't expect those people to travel again for elections That's true. when it's not like the transport fare is, is free. Right. Yeah. So that's true. The postponements, I would say, directly affected the figures we had. And um, people just felt like, well, if you do that kind of thing in Nigeria, they'll be like, oh, they don't start again. They yeah. are not serious. Yeah. So that was a major factor. And for some states, I think the violence mm -hmm. discouraged people from coming out as well. Some states where we had um, pockets of violence here and there in River States, yeah. in Lagos, you had a few places with violence uh -huh. reported. And in the south, most in, mostly in the south, in the south-south, we had issues here and there in a few states that were mentioned. I think as a result of the violence, I remember sharing a video with you, Shegun. Yeah. You shared who, a lot of videos. Who in me. their right <laughs> senses 
hearing those gunshots will come out to vote. Vote for who? That's true. That's true. Because I know a few of uh, my uh, people who said they had to stockpile food in the house because they were expecting violence and everything yeah. to be at standstill uh, before and after the election. So well, those people definitely did not go out to they, vote. They, know that. Those, those, you can see from their statement that they didn't plan to go out mm -hmm. to vote. Yeah. And I was telling, I was having a discussion with someone. I don't, I can't remember if it was you, Chef. I said, one of the reasons why we had the large turnout of PVC collection was because some persons just collected it as a means of identification. Yeah. So not because they intended to go and vote or exercise their civic duties, but just because I need this as a means of identification. It might be needed somewhere. Yeah. I know there are some churches who said, oh, you need to collect your PVC and all of that. I can't remember if it was this election or the last election. I know there were some Catholic churches who said, oh, if you don't collect PVC, you won't get communion and all of that. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, 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 so, I didn't hear about that one. You so, mean? Did you hear something? I think, I think about it was. That? I think it was in the 2015 election or so. But I did hear hear of instances like that. So things like that will make people go out and collect their PVCs. All right. Thank you. Let me throw the same question to you. I mean, I'll just I'll just put a write down on that question. Right. Right. He's talked. Um, Derek has talked about um, the the reason for experiencing the turnout we got in this uh, in this election right. right let me just add a, a rider to it like the the voting pattern so we just kind of make it a, a twin uh question right the voting right. pattern does that really represent the will of the people does, does it show that that's how nigeria is intended to vote or is that an undertone or any reason why things are the way they are, other than the fact that maybe Nigerians just don't care, or maybe people are just scared to go out? Because um, I'll give you an example or, or to just point you in the right direction, really. Um, right. After this election, uh, Vice President Atiku Abubakar, or former Vice President Atiku Abubakar, claimed that there were a lot of voter suppression and disenfranchisement in his stronghold, in his own word, disenfranchisement in his stronghold. And also, I looked at the pattern last, uh, in this election, I looked at some of these results, um, and I was lo uh, looking at the results in 2015, in some of this so-called stronghold, and I see a lot of difference. Yeah, there were arguments, uh, there were suggestions that 2015 election experience um, knee jack reaction from PDP, and they have to like write a lot of numbers for certain areas. But that yeah. said, it has to be reasonably comparable. So now, yeah. do you think that the result, the way it shaped out, is the true reflection of the will of the people, which makes the election free, fair, and credible? Right. Okay. Well, so first thing, yes. Uh, let me just go back to the first question, the one Derek um, answered. Yeah. And just add, you know, just add a few things to it. I think that Nigerians, on the contrary, have become more enlightened, right? And so, this the poor turnout that we witnessed in these past elections is basically a reflection, in my opinion, is a reflection of the fact that number one, people clearly saw, especially the enlightened ones, 
yeah. clearly saw that it was a contest between the old guards, right? Mm. And rather than go out to vote, a lot of people just decided that, you know what, there's no point wasting my vote. So as much as they followed the newbies, the fella Drotoyes and mm-hmm. all of them, followed them on social media mm-hmm. and, you know, completely followed their arguments and all of that, the people still knew at the end of the day that it was not going to, you know, that the, 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 the thought was would not put up a serious fight. A fight serious enough to pose a serious challenge to, you know, the um, establishment, right. so to say. That's, that's number one. Number two, you also had a case where there were serious drums of war before this election. We shouldn't forget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People said, you know, sort of things. I remember the PDP chairman in the university said that, um, you know, the, if there is rigging, there will be war. The president said, you know, whoever tries to snap ballot boxes, so all of those um, rhetorics, you know, just created an apathy in the system that made people say, you know what, as much as Nigeria is not working for me, I still need to It's not worth dying for. Exactly, exactly. So people just got to that point and I said, you know, it's not worth it. Sorry, and, sorry to cut you, Bio. Let me just okay. throw a quick question to you. Do you but, think those statements were intentional? Yeah. Do you think, like, the statement from the president which said, oh, anybody who snatches ballot paper, ballot boxes will pay with his life. Do you think those statements were intentional to scare people from going out to vote so that they could doctor the results? That's just a thought that just crossed my mind. Conspiracy theory, yeah. Yeah. Background. It's, I, I wouldn't say that um, it was. I would not say that it was made intentionally to scare people away from voting. I would say that the president. You see, for the first time, I. I mean, I've been following elections since say 2003. Muhammad Buhari, as a presidential candidate, has never been this scared. You think you know, so? You said, yeah. You think so? My opinion. Okay. See, because the, the man was pushed based on the fact that he saw a clear apprehension of not knowing how this election was going to go. Because the truth of the matter is, you know, my friend, it was so serious at some point that nobody knew where this election was going to go, mm-hmm. including, including the ruling party. And so it was pushed to that extent that he started, because, you know, he knew that rigging was going to happen. And so he was like saying, you know, if anybody, he, he just wanted to create, yeah. because we, we had a situation whereby even there was a perception in some quarters that even the international community were already moving, were already moving towards the opposition. And so, you know, in order to make those kind of statements to, you know, let people know that, you know, we're going to use the full force of the law to deal with whoever, you know, makes sure that this election does not go in their favor. Now, obviously, he chose how he chose his words carefully. But you see, like I said, it's it's a two-way thing. Now, so I think that those factors eventually contributed to what we just said. You know what? At the end of the day, it's a battle between these two people. Anyway, it's not like my preferred to win. You understand? So why would I go out and my time? And again, in this election, unlike what used to happen in the past, monies did not exchange hands like that. Unlike before, where you know you had allegations of people coming into Lagos to come and spend one trillion naira, you know, two or three days before the election, and unlike in the past, where you had clear cases of people doling out 
huge sums of money. And because of certain um, policies of this government, it was it was more or less a case of it was only a few people within the ruling party that had access to money. And now I'm not I'm just going to stop there. I'm not going to go forward. <laughs> but yeah. you understand? Yeah. So PDP, on the other hand, even though I don't know, maybe they had access to money or not, but I know that the operations were significantly hampered in terms of you know being able to do the logistics because don't forget. Sorry, sorry to sorry to button. Um, just before you leave that uh, that um that that talk, yeah, I read it in Punch newspaper this morning that there were some guys that were arrested at Morisalai Airport, um, yes. and the Nigerian army had to confiscate money. Uh, yes, was it the Nigerian army or the EFCC had to confiscate yes. a sum of money um from them? Yes. The plane won't take off. Because of the money they were carrying, and yes. apparently they had a code that if they give the code to the law enforcement agencies, they should recognize it and should just give them a free pass to wherever they're going. So it was alleged that the money was destined to go to Quara State. Uh, mm. The destination was Quara State, but the money was intercepted and it was seized. There hasn't been any corroboration or um, or any. Uh, a reporter from from the government, uh, other than the EFCC um, leadership, saying that it could have been doctored. Exactly, exactly. You know, so at the end of the day, these are the kind of things that make people say, you know what, we're, we're not going to get money. I'm not going to risk my life. At the end of the day, it's still going to be between the two old guards anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, Joy, let me ask one question you asked. Yeah. You see, in terms of whether the pattern reflects the wishes of the Nigerian people. If you look at the if you look at the map, right? So you have all the 19 states, not all, but majorly some states in the north. Almost all the states in the north, with the exception of Mitsu um, and uh, Adamawa, mm-hmm. you know, going to Presbyterian, and then you come down south. That fundamentally reflects the front lines of our nation. In yeah. terms of you have up north, you know, sticking to the person they know, yeah. or not necessarily, because, you see, I try to Basically, I don't want to, you know, dwell too much on, you know, our fault lines as a nation, but that, that this election reflected the same thing we have always known from, you know, 1999. At the end of the day, it's what the people want. Now, the question also about the turnout. The turnout is, oh, I think, about less than 40%. 35%, I think. I said. Yes, it goes back to what I said. Apathy, dream of war, money. Because you had... Okay, let me, let me just give you an example. I spoke to a few guys. Some of my neighbors who actually told me that, you know what? I said, I just asked them, what are you going to vote for? And then the question was like, we won't know until the morning of the election. Because clearly, they were expecting that they would get to the polling booth. Someone would accost them, give them some money. And that was impossible this time around. Well, it wasn't so pronounced anyway. You know, so that's significantly used, you know, that. And so the natural, the natural pattern does naturally emerge. In my opinion, that's what happened. Yeah, and sorry, sorry, Shago. Um, back to the money intercepted. Yeah. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. Well, you are. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, see, the thing is this. 
Shagun knows I'm, I'm a PDP apologist. Yeah, he's right? a PDP apologist. I should have said that at the start of the program. But I'm trying to keep my... I'm trying to be objective. Yes. So, but let's look at it this way. That money that was intercepted, if that money had belonged to the opposition PDP... Yeah, there would have been a lot of There would have been a lot of noise about it. Bayo, I don't know if, if you get where I'm coming from. There would have been a lot of noise about it. But because, in my own opinion, that money belongs to the APC, you are not going to hear anything about it other than it being carried on the newspapers. Well, they've not even helped us substantiate the fact that there was actually money. They will not corroborate it. That is, the Although thing. it's reported, they've not reported the fact that there was money. But they've not yeah. substantiated it. They've just created a conjecture or... Or make a shroud everything in misery, which so, they always do. Yeah, to just confuse people the more. And secondly, I want us. I want to take us back to the question of um, postponement. We did talk about postponement, yeah. but there is one very vital question that we missed: Did the postponement of the elections alter the results? Or did it in any way impact the results we have today? I think ultimately, yes. There's no way you can analyze. I, I don't know if, I'm, if, if it's okay for me to buy and answer that question. Sorry, I just jumped in. It's fine. Yes. Yes. Go on. It's an open question for anybody. There's no way that the postponement could not have impacted. Now, obviously, I'm not going to share. So, you know, I don't want us to, you know, have to start talking about rumors, paperwork, gossips, and all of that. Mm. Feelers that got to me indicated that certain plans were nipped in the butt. You know, so I'm not going to go beyond that and yeah. say, you know, yeah. obviously because it's a platform for public consumption. Yeah. But I that, and that's why I said that only the NH chairman knows why it was the council and election six, seven hours well, before it happening. It was due to well, logistics. Now, whether or not is it because the thing about politics right is the less you the less you look and the more you look the less you see there are certain things that would obviously be not um, be unknown to you and i because obviously we don't have access to security reports and all of that what i know is that that election yes impacted now it may not have tilted it particularly in the favor of a particular candidate but i know that it threw up a lot of issues in terms of places like strong because Really, whether you're an APC apologist or a PDP apologist, what is the justification or how can you rationalize a Yobe state giving... I'll bring you down know, why you're talking about a Yobe state. You understand? And, and then, then, is it, again, again interestingly, interestingly... Oh, sorry. What calculation that people did it? There is no way that the PDP, PDP on one hand can hold this election... election and, and then, then just, just in the, the second, second breath, not, not really you know, be able, able to reject. reject because, because if people comes out to say that, you know, okay, this, this election, election how would it be explaining that the money in New York and on Rodo? So, so you think, think that 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 the millions and of all the engineering that went to this election, you cannot get elections where the result of you and then in the same, same accept, accept the result, result from Bro and 
sorry to sorry to cut you. For for on those states, there might be a reason for that. Myself and Shagun, we've had this discussion. Um, okay. Those states, there's there's infighting within the ruling party. For for on those states, the reason, in my opinion, why the PDP was able to win on those states is very simple. You have infighting in the APC, in the sense that the current state governor, being a member of the APC, is a new governor trying to build a structure for himself. But right. within his party, he has resistance. And mm -hmm. um, the only thing he could do was to go outside the party to sponsor his candidates for various positions. Mm -hmm. So you can find out that there was no unity in the ruling party. But why you're saying that, that's not only in Ondo State. It happened in Imo State. It happened in Ogun State. So that, that seems to be what's going on with APC governors. They want control. Yeah. The fact that the National Working Committee wants control as well. So it's <laughs> left. It's left for the opposition in that situation to exploit exploit that division. So, so why was it not exploited in Imo and Ogun State? It was exploited yeah. in Imo. How many seats did the APC win? No, we, we talk, I, I'm focusing on presidential uh, election now. I'm not saying that because this whole conversation stems from the fact that Yomi talked about Ondo State yes. and how um, APC has not been able to um, to secure Ondo State. I think Ondo State is the only state in the Southwest that they, did they win Ondo State? Yeah, PDP won Ondo State. PDP won Ondo State. State, yeah. PDP won on those state, yeah. So, yeah. Anoyo. Anoyo. Yes. But for so for, um, for, for those state, it is simple. Um, Akaridolo is not is not that much of a force to reckon with. You think? In my opinion. Yeah, but I, I think um, because we all know how we got there. Yeah. Before before um, I I lose my train of thought. Um, with regard to what you said about Ondo State, I think um, it's just a question of it's not a question of um, because there's infight in the party. There are lots of states, there are few states where APC are having the same problem. But what they've done, as far as I can see in the build up to the election, is try to maintain that their presidential uh, campaign structure in the state. Like, when you go to Imo State, despite everything that was happening, despite the embarrassment uh, between Opu Uzodima and Umwosu, even almost between Adam Zoshiomole and Buari on stage, while they were yeah. uh, talking about the candidates, they still reasonably maintained um, allegiance to yes. as a president. And whether um, Okorocha had his candidate in AAC and uh, I'm also had his candidate in APM. They made sure that their focus for the presidential election was definitely Muhammad Bari and all machinery went towards that. Can I can I just quickly chip in something here? In the case of Imo State, Okorocha's bone of contention with the National Working Committee was the governorship. 
I think he was able to get his way in the National Assembly primaries. Right. To get most of his candidates to fill those slots. Yeah. But it's it all boils down to them winning the main Actually. Yes. So the infighting in Imo State was as a result of his son-in-law not being able to secure the party. His family so, told crazy, basically. Yes. His son-in-law not <laughs> able to, to secure the party's governorship ticket. And we know the governorship election is still two weeks away as I when the presidential election was being held. Yeah. But for the case of Ondo, the governor wanted his candidates to get into the National Assembly in order to build a structure for himself. He wasn't able to secure any of the senatorial tickets for his candidates. Yeah, but senatorial so, candidates won't have helped him as much as the House of Assembly. No, because as much as you are building a structure, you don't just need to have a structure in yeah. the states. You oh, yeah, need people right. in the federal right. because if I want to go back a few years, in my state, in Bialsa, Silver had the State House of Assembly. The Abuja guys, they had their own thing going for them. So, it, it was now a case of state versus federal. And we know how that turned out. So, this yeah. is more like Akredolo wanting to have a structure both in the state and at the federal level as well. Hmm. So that, that was impossible. If you look at the other states, they didn't have this. But on those states was different because he was trying to build not just at the state level, at the federal level. Yeah. Okay. So that was the reason for this. Okay. Thank you very much, Yomi. I will have to, um, Derek, I'll have to call, call a shot there. There's, we've got a long way to go. And there's an interesting uh, section here that I really want us to get into in a moment. And that's the the big losers of this election section. It's my gossip sec section. And I'm really looking forward to it. But before we get there, there, there are still a few more issues uh, to discuss.